Summer Skate Studios behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live for September 4th, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest, Lindenwood head coach Rick Sambo. Behind the Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next day at drurryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skates Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy, Paul All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is College Hockey West Live. It's Sunday night, which means it's our uh, Sunday night staple NCAA show. Scott Scrandy with you tonight from Denver, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you tonight? I'm all right. I know you want to say review show, but there's nothing to review yet. <laughs> we're getting close, though. Darn we're it, getting we're closer. getting close. No, no, no. We're getting closer. We're less than a month away, but still. There are um, some things to review. I spent last uh, Tuesday at the uh, Arizona State uh, practice and did their preview, so I got that out of the way. Okay, preview, not review. Preview. There's no I know. I'm to... reviewing the preview. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> and I also got a chance to see the uh, El Paso Rhinos on Friday. Yeah, that. that was kind of fun. And yeah, I'm well, actually wearing a really nice polo shirt I got from the, the guys over there at uh, uh, the Rhinos. So thank you guys. Know. I appreciate all your help and everything that goes along with that. But uh, let's jump build- into this. How was we the building? Got, we, it, was, it was just great. There was no problems at all with it. All right, I'm just asking because they, you know, they got that money for hockey, Bill. And I'm just asking. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. I hear you. But... That's it. I'm done. Well, as I mentioned, uh, I'm trying to mess around here. I'm running the board and trying to run my my switch all at one time. So we've got a great guest tonight, the head coach from the new NCAA program, the newest NCAA program. Rick Zombo is joining us. Rick, you got Scott and Paul with you. How are you tonight? Good evening, fellas. I'm doing good. Thank you. Oh, great to hear that, Coach. Uh, um, how does it feel to be on the ice now, right? The last time we spoke to you, the, you know, the guys weren't you know, able to get on the ice and you know, all those silly NCAA rules, and uh, now you get them. 
How's it going so far in this first yeah. week? Uh, I, I'll tell you what, it, it it's weird. I look forward to seasons ending. I enjoy <laughs> summer weather, but I get cranky when I don't have the juice. So once school starts, now things pick up and I see the guys and I see if they've occupied three months of their summer the way that I would expect them to. And uh, getting on the ice, there's never enough time for any coach. Uh, but right. learning the, you know, the restrictions and the regulations and working within that realm uh, is extremely challenging. Right. Uh, but that's why I've got hockey ops and he shows me the left side is the brake pedal. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Coach, let's start off with your coaching staff because you got Jason back, but you uh, added uh, a new guy. Who's the new guy? So I added Tom Winkler. Tom yeah, Winkler. I, I Tom is, when I came yeah. through. <laughs> yeah, Tom Winkler is from St. Louis. So what I want to do is, and I think it's important to surround myself with people that I have a relationship with. Um, I know what their strengths are as I know what my weaknesses are. And, and to surround myself uh, with people that have way better assets uh, to cover up my liabilities is extremely important. The, the, the biggest foundation is not only Jason, but Mark Abney and Tom Winkler, they understand the impact that Lindenwood hockey is going to have in the St. Louis community. To me, that's huge. I did not want and was not interested in resume builders. I, I can tell you last time I saw you, Scott, it was the amount of resumes and people calling and the hand delivery. And it, it was crazy to sort through that. But, but I knew exactly <laughs> what I was looking for. And, um, I mean, I, I've talked to Tom on and off through hockey season. Everybody's on the phone. All coaches are on the phone, right? Um, right. And it just, everything, it, it was weird because he happened to be in town this summer uh, visiting his dad. And uh, he stopped by, and I, he's never seen our digs at Centene. And, you know, so that's how it all kind of accumulated. And uh, we just had hockey talk. And it turned to be a great hire. Boy, good thing I didn't hang around there too long. I might have got hired because I've seen your digs and you <laughs> no, and I you wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott, when you when you're in our rink, we we're talking, and, and, and it's funny because there's dads of youth hockey that wanted an opportunity. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> tremendous resume for a soccer coach and baseball, and their children are doing all this. And yes, they can skate. It crazy, crazy. <laughs> Well, coach, I mean, what's the, they have nothing to lose, right? It's just an email or a piece of paper. They have nothing to lose. Not like they had the job before that. No, well, yeah, they got jobs, but they, they didn't understand the commitment where you're, you pretty much say goodbye to your normal life and, and married to me, which <laughs> you haven't met me, Paul, but Scott seen me. It's, <laughs> it's, it wouldn't be the best relationship. But, it, it, you know, it, it, was, it, it became cumbersome. Because in this world, it's a small community. You don't want to offend anybody. And I didn't want to use the coin phrase of, you know, thanks for your resume. I'll file it and maybe right. the opportunity might arise. Um, it was challenging um, because the program's been in motion for a long, long time. So whoever came on right. had to do a lot of catching up. And now it's a situation where you manage coaches and 
uh, knowing what their strengths were going in and, and what was necessary uh, at the short term or the immediate term was extremely important. Well, I would imagine that that was probably even more important the short term than it normally would be because this is starting over, right? It, it, it is. Um, I, I've always ran benches and ran my practices by myself. Um, right. Uh, I, I say I do it in my sleep, but I'm, I'm, I'm confident in that. I, I see all these teams that will have a half a dozen staff members on the bench and, and I don't, I can't see them really meshing properly. <laughs> like, when it comes to game management, there's quite a few shifts ahead of where you're going and how you want to not only manage the ice time for the players, but, but time it appropriately. You know, sometimes you, you want to reinforce a good shift. Other times you have to get them back out because um, their presentation dipped a little bit. So to, to read my mind and go one, two, three, four out the door, I don't think anybody can handle that. So right, right now it's um, a lot of conversation uh, as far as getting on my thought process and, and um, my literary skills really aren't, aren't the best, primarily because I see in pictures and, and, and I could take snapshots and remember everything about hockey and, and I've had that acute ability even back when I played. Um, so uh, it, it's nice that you go back to film and, you know, play, stop, pause, rewind, see it again. Now everybody's a genius, but, but at that time, uh, especially in practice, you got to get in the middle before the herd dissipates uh, after the whistle and know exactly what you're talking about. Um, so it's just, what are we looking for? Divide and conquer. Uh, but the, the most important thing is I've, I've got a staff that really cares. And, and I've mentioned it before on your podcast. You got to prove that you care to the players every single day. That is a that is utmost. Right. And then we just break it down to needs and wants. And, and, and then it comes into um, <clears throat> internal and also perception. And, and then we build out from there. Now, the, the, the couple of years that I coached, we kind of all had our strengths. Now, obviously, I'm just talking about the youth level. I'm not talking about anything near what you have. But so and we kind of had a discussion before we started who would do what in terms of uh especially games since none of us had really done that before uh do you have you started do you start talking about that uh, during the off season you wait oh, sure. until it's a little closer to the games uh a practice is obvious you know you're you, you split guys up into small groups so you need the bodies but uh, during the game, I, I assume it's it that stuff has to be discussed long in advance, right? Uh, no, for me, no, okay. no, for me, no. Um, what what we're doing is is uh, identifying players, so we know who they are, but trying to get ahead of the curve before games start. Games become easy, but usually too late when you're identifying strengths and weaknesses. Okay. So right now as a staff, we're trying to connect. We're, we're, we're trying to connect offensively and defensively. We're, we're, we're trying to, we, we realize our talent level is young and not ready for that uh, competition that we have on our schedule. So doing it in numbers is really important. It, it becomes a really hard sell 
in that during the summer, most players' uh, skill development is one-on-one, one-on-one against a cone. Uh, you know, whatever you see on the internet um, becomes Flash or, or YouTube. That that's that's how you, that's not how you connect with a with a hockey team. Not only offensively and defensively. I I, I look at defensively. Systems are strictly um, resistance or lay, or insurance when you make mistakes. Um, like I'm far from being John Wooden, but we're talking about moving your head, turn your head, not only look but see, process. I mean that stuff is is extremely important, and that's what we're working on now. Uh, before we even get into systems, once I have that set, and every player has different degrees of of learning and also retention or, or absorption. So when when I only have four hours during the week on the ice, uh, that becomes challenging because uh, 25 guys tear up the ice really fast. Right. Um, they'd love to um, let it fly or, or play games or do flow, um, but uh, it, it's not pods or, or skill sets. It is connecting guys together um, and understand the importance of our game offensively runs off the puck. So you, you have to move and, and then it takes time for the chemistry and also uh, the spatial awareness. That's all we're doing, you know. Coach, I know Paul wants to get into your roster, so I'll let him do that. But okay. um, before we get into that, you and I have talked about your schedule. We know what you're up against. Uh, we know all of that. Uh, stuff. I'm going to see you on the uh, very first game that you play at the University of Minnesota. But what what kind of expectations have you built over the summer as far as what you'd like to see along the way, uh, accomplishment wise? You know, I, I get that question from the president of the university and athletic director. <laughs> <laughs> what am God, I going to use to measure success? <laughs> that, that 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 is a business terminology. What are you going to use to measure success? We know as coaches, it's wins and losses. The bottom line, it's all about wins and losses. Uh, for me, uh, I'm trying to stay away from using the word build. Uh, I'm also trying to stay away from our schedule, who we plan. I, I'm extremely proud of my staff and what they put together. And, and I say it again, extremely humble of the opponents that took us on their schedule. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, and that helped us with recruiting. Uh, it helped us with awareness in St. Louis. Those are big name powerhouses that have been established and they have nothing but wins and success. But I have to go away from that. Okay, I'm not riding that anymore. To ride that now becomes a crutch in that. I mean, you go to Vegas and I don't even know if we got any odds on us winning, right? The best odds that we have is a faceoff. You know, that's 50 50. So. Trust me, put your money on a face-off, not on us. That's that's how I talk to you guys, right? Right. How I talk to my guys is completely different, you know, but I don't need to put anything up on a chalkboard. Uh, but, 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 like, I've done the history. I know the four teams prior to us that have made the jump. I, I know what their records are. I know how long it takes. Um, like, you guys do the math. Or ask them, they know, but I know what it is. Um, we're young, 
and building a team takes a while. So anytime a puck drops, there's opportunities, right? So um, the most important thing that um, my players have to know is opponents are no different than us. Don't listen to the noise outside. Don't get involved with social media. Let our marketing department do that, work that. Don't read everything verbatim what I say to you guys or the media. Just it's so it's it's internal. The internal is my my greatest focus. I know how to manage the perception. We can't allow the perception to affect internally. You know what I mean? I think games are gonna be hard enough, no matter who we play. Uh, I, yeah, listen, yeah, absolutely. I, I tell Scott all the time because uh, he never listens to me, though. But I, I, <laughs> I tell Scott all the time when you're when when you're when you think like a coach, your goal is to go one and zero that that next game. Correct. And Correct. anything else is just irrelevant. Yep. So, uh, is that something that you kind of all, already harping on? with your players, especially since they are so young and trying to come together for the first time? Uh, uh, harping is too severe a word. Um, okay. We have conversations. <laughs> we, we, have, we, okay. we, we have conversations. It, it is. So the guys have been excited all summer. Okay. They're, 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 right. Their parents are very excited. They should be excited. Our school is excited to have them there. But now they play for their ice time. My leverage is ice time. Right. How do you get ice time? How do you manage ice time? So having conversations with my guys, uh, like I bring them into bench management, right? There's moments in the game. You have to understand the clock. You have to understand the ebbs and flows. Uh, just because you might not have scored in the past six games, and we've been chasing a game, uh, now's not the time that you're going to take care of, you know, your scoring drought. You got to get us to the next shift. So th this is important where taking the, the, the reflection off of these guys is a hard, hard task. Putting the we into the program is very important. So it's nice to say that, um, you know, everybody's looking for cliches. We, right. You know, we're, we're orphaned, we're mutts, you know, we're young, whatever. Th those are excuses. These are hockey players, really good hockey players. Right. Being a conductor is to get them together. Now, you know, getting them together in the short term, it's going to be different than in the long term. But right. there, there, there's implications when you lose. There's, sens there's sensitivity in everybody. We all want to be liked. And understanding that it, <clears throat> there's so much adversity in the game, you're not going to win everything. So we want to win the scoreboard, but we're going we're gonna to focus on the means. And how we're going to get there is going to be collectively. And getting the guys to not be a reactionary player, be an active player, is hard when you have a considerable amount of internal influence not to fail just ask a goalie right so in a game <laughs> the goalie knows he's by himself he likes to think that he has support but realistically he knows 
and then you move it out to the fence and move the forge. Like forge can make mistakes and most people don't pick up on it. Right. Because there's layers of assistance to cover for it. But as I'm building the connection, offensively and defensively, they're all interchangeable parts other than the goalie. So if, if, if everybody understands everybody's responsibility, and I, and I don't think it's a whole, I don't think it's a lot. It's not like you're teaching them a tremendous amount of information. It's not like I, I'm teaching forwards how to transitional skate from backwards to forwards. They do that. It's just not as good, but understanding really not familiar with and also accepting that amount of pressure a defenseman might have compared to a forward, right? Um, right. When you're playing PK, psychologically, th- th- there's no pressure on you, psychologically, because numerically you're at a disadvantage. Now, power play guys, there's more pressure. So just because they appear to have good practice skills, everybody has to understand and respect the fact there's a lot of pressure there. It's just because you're a top six or you're PP one, um, it doesn't mean that you're Midas. <laughs> you know, you got to you got to dig a ditch too. In, in hockey terms, PP guys have to outwork the PK guys. Well, you think that should be easy, but if you're thinking that you're something special like the Midas touch, you will never elevate your emotion to get the work level equal to somebody that knows are deficient before they even get on the ice. You guys follow? Make sense? Yeah, 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 absolutely. absolutely. Let me, uh, before we jump into the roster and then we'll do this next, I got to ask one more question because last year you had a chance to play a couple of NCAA teams and exhibitions. You got Air Force in your own building. You got uh, Denver in their building. You get them both again this year. Did you, Mm -hmm. uh, is there anything that you picked up from those games, Rick, that uh, you want to, install in the guys this year and i know your roster is almost completely different but um anything you took away from playing those two teams last year that maybe you can use uh this year scott again i've said this so many times we <laughs> took such an ass whooping in denver it was the best <laughs> ass whooping ever you, you not until that you're on the ice you realize how good that program is oh, it yeah. is unreal and it, it was really interesting uh, talking to the players, talking about the strength of, of players. Uh, to, to watch on film, you don't realize what it is. And we had no idea that they're going to win the title. No. Uh, and the last thing I'm going to do is, oh, yeah, we got our ass kicked. But guess what? Look how good they are. We got our ass kicked against Air, Air Force. Um, they're... There's a presentation to an NCAA athlete that it pales in comparison to, and, and I never coached Division Three, ACHA. It's not disrespectful. These guys are all in. And then on top of it, when you're an NHL draft pick playing college, there's major purpose. There's a purpose, okay? So they know there's a potential paycheck or, or earn a living that they continue or have the potential to continue their passion. 
that drives players unbelievable. Then when you have a history of alumni and you spend the whole summer together and guys that have big tickets uh, or have played in a show that you get a chance to skate, the skill level isn't that different from a pro player to a college player. It's the process. It, it is the, um, um, it's, it's, it's the mindset that there's, you don't accept no. And, and that's where my, my guys are missing that. We, you know, all these teams that we're playing have been together, not only um, during the summer, but with their strength coaches and, you know, the alumni and the pros, that's a major, major advantage. So to think that it's a, a season opener or an exhibition, um, we're definitely not there yet. Um, but we, we, we try to squeeze out the best we can in an hour. Okay, fair enough. All right, All right Paul, dig into them. <laughs> you, you, um, you've had them now for, what, I guess about a week and a half, two weeks? Correct. I don't know. Okay. Um, have you seen a major difference from day one to this point? Yes, there's improvement. I, I could tell you their fitness level wasn't as where I expected it. Uh, I'm very discouraged about that. I'm discouraged because it puts more work on me. The last thing I'm going to do is spend valuable ice time to get them ice conditioned. Mm -hmm. So that gets pushed off on our strength coach. Um, wonderful bodies for the beach, but but not at a level to compete and, and play the way that that I expect in the place. So that becomes harsh. Uh, disappointed is a subtle word in looking at our, our fitness testing. Right. Um, but yes, there, there is improvement. Um, Pat, to, to me, you need the ability to pass. Passing, I, I, I call it uh, consideration uh, for your teammates, but it, it's the passing and the receiving that is extremely subpar. Um, so not only are we working on some type of relationship with both sides of the stick, but also the timing and awareness to find the ice that's necessary to increase our attack level. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Like, 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 Paul, you have to understand, like, I'm not, like, these guys are not bad. No, 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 I get it. You, you I know what I mean? What like, saying. you got to get way better. So we'll go back to Denver. We had sticks and we had lanes covered, but these guys never broke stride or dropped their head on a pass. Right. Right. You know, like, right. oh, coach, I, I had them. <laughs> yeah, you had them. And then the finish, <laughs> I mean, not only were they sticking passes, but they're shooting a, a one tee off of it. It, right. it was and then it was the intersection of a pass and a player in, into an area that that's the co cohesion that I'm talking about. Okay. Like, like we all know that we want to shoot in a slot. Well, if you get there too soon, everybody's going to know you're there, right? right? If you're smacking your stick, like a beaver tail, everybody's going to know just not the guy on your, you know, your line mate. Right. So it, so we're, we're teaching them nonverbal uh, signals. We're teaching them awareness. We're, uh, how to talk between shifts. Um, there, there's a, a lot that, that goes into, um, man, it, it, everybody says skill, but, but it, it's the, it, it's the, um, there's a sequence of how to get there. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, it's easy to say skill development. That there has to be a sequence to get there. And what I found in the past where I could finish a whole season and go, man, 
this player's really, really improved. And I've done a great job as a coach because look what I've transformed them to. As soon as they get in a playoff game, any type of adversity, they fall back of what was successful at a lesser, younger level. And I'm going, oh, man. So to say fundamentals, it's a, it's a long word, but it is all, all fundamentals. Okay. So as I was trying to do some research, um, yep. you know, that the, I noticed something that was, and, and I don't, and, and I had to ask if this was a conscious thing or it just happened. Um, you know, as, as a new program, you, uh, everybody expected you to take transfers from the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got a lot of experience and goal from, mm-hmm. from, from the transfer portal, but mm-hmm. it doesn't look like you took any transfers on defense. Was that just a coincidence or was that something you were like, okay, I, I, this, this is what we need. These guys have specific skills. Uh, because I, I found that a little unusual to be honest. I appreciate that. There are 350 kids in the portal. We've watched every, we've watched <laughs> oh, every no, one I get of them. That. <laughs> we watched every one of them. Finding defensemen, I'm, I'm extremely particular with getting the right defensemen. Okay. Uh, players, I have seen that there's like, you'd think that uh, because you've played two, three, four years at college, um, you have experience. Experience, uh, if you're playing six or eight minutes in a game, that's not experience. You're a space eater. Um, I wasn't looking for space eaters. I, I really, it was a struggle finding defensemen um, that I felt really, really comfortable in adapting to how I want them to play. Okay. So uh, to glass pucks, to rim pucks, to box out. Um, Many of these teams' um, opponents play man-to-man coverage. Uh, th- that's simple. Anybody can do that. Um, but it, they didn't have what I was looking for. And uh, on top of it, the better players had aspirations of other schools. So um, the high-end players didn't last long on portals. Right. Um, the next do. level, they, they never do. I know how that all works now. Now, the next level um, have aspirations to play on a winning team, get into a new environment. Like, there's always two sides of the story. I, I've right, heard, of course. I've heard the player's side, you know, and the guys that we've talked to. Um, but it, 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 I was not comfortable enough with what I was looking for and I felt that there was a much stronger probability of long-term hurt than taking short-term growth pains, if that makes sense. Oh, sure. I mean, it, 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 was, it was really, really challenging. So not only did I go through, well, all positions, you know. Right. We needed, we, we needed goalies. Right. So we, we got two really good grads. Uh, which was fantastic. Uh, and, and then to build out, I, I, I had to build through the middle. Right. Um, but that, that defense was a position where I just really did not like what I watched. Doesn't mean they're bad. It wasn't what I was hoping for. And the ones that I did go in on, 
weren't interested in Lindenwood. Okay. I, I like I said, it just it struck me because those are the kinds of things that that I like to look for. Um, yeah. You have, uh, like I said, and, and and I'll ask about the goalies in a second. Um, uh, some of the freshmen you've brought in, they're not tiny. No, they got long sticks. Let no. me let me jump in on this one because I just came from El Paso, Rick, and uh, they were putting their uh, training camp together, and they said, "Oh, if you uh, if you see Lindenwood, you got to ask Coach about Jack Anderson, six foot yep. six, two hundred twenty five pounds, a St. Louis kid. How yep. good can this kid be? Amazing, yeah, amazing, yeah. I so, saw him play so last I, year at the Rhinos. Yeah. So I know. <laughs> yeah. So every kid in St. Louis, I've I've touched one way or the other when it comes to hockey." And the name didn't ring a bell until his father and Jack came in on, on a visit. They're, they're home. I recognized the dad. I'm like, oh, right. you know, uh, my players had watched Jack. So he played AAA here in St. Louis. But when he was playing AAA, it had broken back. You know, um, mm-hmm. when, it, when it comes to it's good, and it's good and it's bad in your own backyard that you know everything. <laughs> um, but there's no way that we're going to. You don't build a college program without getting the best players. You just don't get a player out of zip code. So to have the opportunity to land Jack is huge. Now, yeah, he's tall. He's got a long stick. Um, but he's got a motor in him that doesn't show up on, on paper. You know, it, right. he's driven. And, uh, I mean, I know everything. I mean, both his parents were college athletes and the uh, I know the the whole ins and outs. So, am I pleased? I'm overwhelmed. Well, because it's six six, and, you know, assuming a a a a relative amount of accuracy, and I, and I know that you know from from that it's not always exact, but close enough. At six six, even at two twenty five, he's got a chance to put on ten or fifteen more pounds and really be uh, a physical presence. No. Uh, or is that not his game? No, 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 no. Um, everybody gets enamored by uh, the height. Right. Uh, I, I look at the hockey intelligence in the boots. So when it comes to watching junior kids, especially playing defense, uh, efficient exits gets you another shift. So I don't. I don't think full capacity had ever been tapped out on Jack or most defensemen um, to gain any kind of familiarity with the offensive zone, right? Get it out, get it in, defend, block shots and growl. Uh, Oh, you're tall. You got to growl. No different than when I played. A defenseman had to get 100 minutes in penalties. Uh, College, like, you're not intimidating people out of the rink in college. Uh, it's an awareness and the mobility which Jack possesses to be dominant. Now, players that I am recruiting fit an identity that I'm looking for. Uh, to say that we're going to be hard to play against, that's an understatement because that's a non-negotiable. Right. You know, but you know what? The other team's the same thing. They're saying the same thing. They're saying the same thing. However, I want my players to have a purpose to play pro. And, and a pro player 
uh, at 6'6 six, six is far more lucrative than a 5'8 playing defense sure. or playing forward. You have to be in that. Like, to think that Rick Zombo is going to get a Goudreau and, and have Northeastern say, well, you, uh, Dubuque, you'll have him two, three years. Well, Rick's not getting those. You know? Yeah. Like, like I, I have to get something that is going to fit my personality and assist me in lubricating, making a paycheck for my guys. That's um, e- like that's easy. Like by the time by the time <laughs> Jack is four years and maturing underneath me in in, in that position, I mean, he, he gonna, he's going to earn a contract somewhere. I can't say NHL, but like no, he's okay. that good. Yeah. yeah. That's no. Oh, listen, I get that. People, you know, people obviously associate that with just the NHL. But there are plenty of places to get that paycheck. So. Oh, 100 percent. Now. Like, like you guys, so if so, Daniel Walcott was a player. He's been playing in in Syracuse forever. He's a captain right. of, of Syracuse, right. um, Tampa Bay product. I had him as a seventeen year old with Lindenwood. I mean, the kid dropped his last baby tooth in November. Um, <laughs> you know, he jumps to the queue, and then he's a fifth round draft pick. Like, like I know exactly where I'm projecting, but they got to do the work. Right. You, you follow me? Yeah. Um, so it's the, the, there's really good college hockey players that make really good, successful college programs. But I am trying to gobble up an awful lot uh, with my players um, because it, it is. I know what a great life it is to enjoy going to work and earn a paycheck. But right, right. now. You're earning a shift with Lindenwood, but right. uh, you look you look at the height of a lot of our guys. Um, yeah, we're yeah we're tall. All right, now uh, every coach has a little bit of a different philosophy when it comes to their goalies. Yep. Uh, are you looking at being a one guy in the net, or at least the beginning to kind of rotate it and, and see what happens? Well, we're we're, we're going to rotate. We're okay. going to rotate. So so the long term future is my sophomore. Right. Um, Burnham, you know, that I've had. Right. Um, but now uh, the kid out of Canisius, Lad, I, he was playing with bad hips, you know, so he's healthy. Right. He's beyond just a really good goaltender. Now he's a healthy, really good goaltender. And this was a position uh, for me that the maturity of goalies takes a long time. So I knew there's still purpose, not only in Ladd, but also in Roney. There's, there's purpose. So Roney I got from Ferris State, right. and they're, they're looking for opportunities. And they're, uh, the conversation that I have with players um, is not a tutti-frutti. I, I, you know, I, I want to know as best I can the character and is there purpose or is it just the master's degree and we're delaying the inevitable. No, I got two grad guys that are great character people that I didn't get them because of their penmanship. They got to play. Sure. Um, now, and, and I, so obviously 
it probably was a little easier to find goalies because there's only most most teams only go with one, so you always always have guys that want to play. No. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It is. Uh, I, I say it's a crazy position only because it used to, they used to be crazy when I played. Now they're a lot smarter, a lot more athletic. Um, um, it, it, it's, it's just a gut feeling. Okay, okay. I, I have a goalie coach that I really trust in the technical side of goaltending. Right. Um, for, for me, I, I think in any game, there's going to be five uncontested shots out of a hot area that I'd hope that they would save. Other than that, um, if they've got to go post to post, it's not on the goaltenders. It, it, it's on our out skaters. So right. um, uh, it, I go save, presence, uh, possession. Fairly simple. Now nowadays, uh, all three of my goalies skate extremely well, move the puck really well. Um, that was important to me, also. Well, listen. I mean, you were a defenseman, so you know uh, as well as anybody, um, your 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 players have to have confidence in your goalie because that makes them play better. A hundred percent. Like when you look across in the dressing room and if your goalie's smoking a cigar or reading a magazine, he's not ready. You're not ready. Like my goalies are like, like we go on the ice at one thirty. Yeah. They're, they're in the rink at 11 and doing their thing. It's, it's just not the tennis ball bounce. They're doing their thing. And it, it, it is a professional presentation that I'm so used to that now I'm seeing it start to radiate. That it's so important. Rick, right. let so me we, ask you this. Go ahead. Let me ask yeah. you this, if I can, um, about the guys that, that, that you brought up from your ACHA national championship team. I know Ryan Vinnigan. Uh, I've watched him for a number of years now with you, and goodness yeah. gracious, he just continues to play really good hockey. And I got a feeling he can fit right in for you. Am I, am I close there? Oh, you're spot on. So, yeah, you're spot on. So his background, he's a Quinnipiac uh, early commit. Um, he's vertically challenged, but his smarts and his hockey skill is high end. Um, he becomes a really deep rudder amongst the players that his hockey mind is sharp. So when he talks, it's almost like having a coach talk. Okay. And then his power play skills are off the chart. Success on a power play is extremely challenging um, to get the chemistry right. So I want to make certain that, you know, uh, most of these games are, are, are won on special teams. I had to make certain that uh, having a player with his elite skill level was returning. Extremely important, you know, for us. Um that, that's why he's back. And then um, he's got a little age to him too, right? Being a grad, a grad student this year. Yeah, he's, he's been a around and seen it. And yeah. he's, he's won a championship with you or two or three or however many. Uh, one. <laughs> one. <laughs> o- only one. <laughs> only one. Darn. Uh, anyway, how many, how many other uh, guys 
from your ACHA national team are, are going to make this roster? Well, so so last year I brought nine in. Uh, that was going to be our foundation. So our, our nine freshmen that we had in last year was strictly our foundation. Uh, it, it said an awful lot to me that they were going to play uh, for Lindawood ACHA level, pay their own, you know, their own fare. And it, it gave me a head start in having confidence, not only uh, in the classrooms, but around campus, what they provide off the ice and also coaching with them. Uh, to have them part of the process of winning a title. I'm going to say huge. coach phone rang. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I that, that... still blinking, but I can't hear him. Can you not hear me anymore? No, I can hear uh, you, coach. Go yeah, ahead. Now yeah. we can. Oh, I, yeah. I couldn't hear you, but maybe Paul could. I, I heard hear you. you. I was fine. You were okay. Yeah. Um, so I got, I got nine guys. Right. Uh, matter of fact, I was recruiting players from other teams that we played against in the ACHA. Not because the cupboards were bare. Right. I knew exactly who they were. I knew what they could do, and it, uh, I wasn't concerned with disrupting any type of chemistry because there are also players that I had in our national title team that I didn't take. Doesn't mean they're bad. It just no. wasn't what I needed. Um, and I mean, I was just watching on TV. Uh, I could have had a grad, you know, my uh, V-Guard Farad could have had him back, but it, it, it's, it was time for him to fly. You know what I mean? Like, sure. to play a fifth year for me, um, he, he didn't want the master's degree. Uh, he thought he needed new uh, more time, or, or he wanted to say that he played Division One. Um, one of my favorite players, but it was time for him to fly, not for me. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, 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 and now now he's he's playing uh, in the Swedish Elite League. He's playing pro. He was yeah. on TV, and, and I was so happy for him. You, you got to fly. Oh, I, I obviously. I mean, you know, I just I had a I had one that left the nest for the first time a few weeks ago, and I'm still stressing about it. But it is what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like after all, it, it's a lot like uh, Billy Martin. You know, when he was coaching the Yankees, like. There, there's managers that are short term, like you have short term success, and 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 I and you see the evolution of hockey coaches. You know, for somebody like Cassidy that spends so long in Boston, that's abnormal. Right. In the college level, yeah, you have a better team four years, but you know they're done after four years. And I and I've always been accelerate your 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 course load, so in three and a half you save a semester of money. And then you got your degree and you go like take on greater responsibilities as a hockey coach. It's three and a half years. The fifth year, I'm really not getting a fifth year plan because it backs up the recruit. It, like it just screws everything up. Well, I, I assume you kind of also needed those guys in the room uh, for lack of a better term to translate to the new guys. Right. I, uh, hey, it helps. Coach means yes. this and coach means that. Yes. Right. Yes. It helps. It, it helps. It, it is uh, um, by having the staff around me that, that circulates to the room. So, so as a head coach, I, I have 
the greatest fall. But I like having fun. Sure. So um, um, I, I don't want the presentation to always be a mean mug. As a professional, you enjoy your craft. You enjoy going to work. That is fun. You still have to work. Kids don't understand that you could have fun during work. So um, I know that I set, <clears throat> I set the tone by my appearance. Um, but, but, but it's a focus of getting stuff accomplished. And by having the players, like you said, uh, returning helps assist the read on my mean mug, even though I like having fun. Right. You have to be approachable. Sure. You know, so um, volume, volume should not scare your players. Pointing out mistakes should not. It, it, it's it, and that's what I said. <clears throat> Already, we've had conversations uh, understanding bench management, the thought that that I'm going through, why this is done, what happens. Um, you know, as a forward, you're playing a dozen minutes in a game, but you got to be focused for 60. And, and training that brain uh, becomes a challenge. And and if I have to be the one which is a responsibility that, that I'll take on that sets the tone uh, as far as adversity. Um, then if it's a mean mug or if it's a volume or if it's a challenge for more, that is the acclimation process of um, handling competition. Coach, final one for me is um... – a lot of the USHL guys already have commitments, uh, college commitments next to their name when you see them. Um, but there's a lot of NAHL guys, and, and I've seen a lot of them recently, uh, that, that are really good hockey players. So when you have uh, a few of them on your roster, can you see much difference between uh, them and a USHL player, or were they just outnumbered sometimes? Well, everybody has a story. The USHL is, is a, a real polished league. Right. Um, uh, the, the players are, they have, the, they have the pedigree before they get there. Okay. Sure. So, um, I've always said it's harder to make a USHL team than it is to get a scholarship out of it. Um, when you're playing tier one in the USHL to a lot that becomes, they've reached it now, now it becomes entitlement potentially as they move on. Uh, for me, if you're a PP1 on the USHL, it doesn't necessarily you're going to be a PP1 with me. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like these guys are getting an awful lot of interest from a bunch of schools. And um, I look at not necessarily where they're finishing, but the progression and the process of where they've, where they've gone. Um, I know I'm not getting the blue chip kids. Okay. So that's easy. It's, it's nice uh, to watch them. Um, but there's also a lot of really good players uh, in the low depths of the USHL as there is in the, in the North American league. All of the, there's like, really good players all over it, it 
it takes a keen eye and an awful lot of luck to recruit the right players that I want to coach. So I don't care what league they come from. Um, I've been in all of them. And, um, you know, uh, recruiting for me is everything. So, I mean, to to say that we've started that, we're, we're really deep into it now. All right. So my last question is, in the, in the two weeks, you obviously uh, go into starting practice with an idea of who you might want to work together with, whether it's defensive pairs or forward lines. Has that changed a lot in this last two weeks? To be honest with you, Paul, um, it, it's, it's strictly been pass-fail on a daily basis for all of our okay. players. Okay. So... Uh, next week we'll get into concepts. Okay. Right. So, uh, a lot of people say it's systems, uh, it's concepts. So we'll get in, we'll get into the concepts. Um, I, I think that, so knowing that talent wise, we won't match up at least on paper. We won't, right. It is having the ability to strike before somebody structures and that's, that's transition. So most transition happens in a neutral zone. So we're working in the neutral zone, okay? Uh, the, the, the offense, it, it's all about penetrating structure and getting players to move uh, and understand how pucks penetrate and where and why um, primarily comes off at a second and a third touch. So, you know, you need the willingness to hunt. So, so right now, it's strictly, new, strictly neutral zone. Defensive zone, I could put five guys in the blue paint with a goalie and have a really good chance not to lose. <laughs> but, but we can't win we, that way. And you can't win that way. Correct. No, we're working on how to win. Okay. So it's, it's a transition game. It, it's first touch. How, how do we expose a weakness? When do we expose a weakness? You know, it's uh, uh, so right now learning to pass fail, like, <clears throat> Just because they hear these words, read and react, I got to teach them to see and absorb and process. Equate probability. Like if you're going to score goals, you got to cheat, but you you can't expose the rest of the guys. You can't expose the system. It's learning when, how, and and like to have guys get doggone dirt tired in their own zone. By the time we win a puck and get to the offensive zone, they got no juice to finish. Right. That's just stupid hockey to me. So, you know what I mean? Like I watch college hockey, they go hundred miles an hour and they're missing plays. So it's, uh, I, I tell them I'm, I'm not rewarding perspiration. Uh, and F1 on the four check, like everybody thinks that they're the greatest player in the world <laughs> because they work so hard and they, they got there. But right. realistically, that's the easiest job in the world. It's called willingness, get there. But are you deflecting it to the right area to make it easier for the other four guys? Now, like I, I need the second layer, third layer. Do you understand why it's called support? You know, like to come back. Like if you're, if you're F1 every shift, you're an idiot. If you don't tell the guys on your line, Hey, how about you go do the work? You know what I mean? Like that, That's love what we it. talk about. Absolutely. Love it. Coach. I will see you a few days before your uh, opener. When you get to Minnesota, We'll sit down, do a little preview, and uh, 
I'll watch you beat the Gophers on opening night. How's that? Oh, I, I, would, pre- I, appreciate, oh. I appreciate the support. I would hey, do you guys that. know? So, hey, listen. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about that either. But anyway, we're going to crack. Take crack at it. Have they have they made their ranks smaller? I'm hearing yes. yes at, oh, they have. Yes. Fantastic. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, see, <laughs> plus one to Leonard. Thank God. Plus one. There you go. <laughs> Put them in a phone booth. We'll have a better chance. There you go. And I'll just wait hey. till you guys get up here to Long Island to. to there, 100%. I got to meet you, Paul. 100%. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, Rick, just start from the goal out, keep the puck out of the net, and then get one or two or three, and you got a W. It's easy. Yeah, there, there you go. There you go. Couple cannolis and adios. We're down the road. There you go. <laughs> All right, coach. I'll catch All right, up with you in Minnesota. That's yeah. the head coach from the Lindenwood Lions. I always enjoy it. Thank you. Thanks, coach. Yeah. <laughs> the newest NCAA program. Um, joining us tonight, Rick Zombo. Paul and I will be back in about two minutes to wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Live. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv on your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey nchc.tv if it's nchc hockey it's on nchc.tv at behind the mask we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season point is that just because you were fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now?
question, comment, let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. Indeed it is. College Hockey West Live coming to you tonight from the Summer State Studios in Denver, Colorado and Long Island, New York. Scott Strandy with you here in Denver. Paul Hornstein with you on Long Island, New York. Paul, we're running out of time, but uh, always great stuff when we have Coach Zombo on. Never a dull moment. No, well, and, and, and what he's great at is, is when you ask him a question, he's very good at at giving it to you in layman's terms. He he's really good in, in in simplifying his answers to make people understand where sometimes uh, the minutia can get in the way, he makes sure it doesn't. Yeah, yep, really good point. Um couple of things that I took away was uh when you look at that roster of his, um the NAHL guys as I mentioned to him uh, really talented, uh, Mr. Prudy from uh, the New Mexico Ice Wolves, and of course Jack Anderson from the Rhinos. And the Rhinos are thrilled to have him make the move and represent them. Oh, sure. As they uh, as as he plays for Lindenwood, and matter of fact, they said, "Hey, if you want to talk to him, I still got his number. We'll we'll hook you up." <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, and I looked at he did bring in like he said he knows all the St. Louis kids. So right. he does have a few. I know Ryan Finnegan, his graduate student that came up and played in the uh, the ACHA team with them, is going to be a superstar on the power play. He's just so skilled. Um, right. I, I wouldn't call him um, vertically challenged. I'll leave that to coach. But yeah. <laughs> but I think he's a very, very talented. I really like uh, Ronnie Selman Kangas, the, uh, the, the grad student goalie. I think he might win the job. But again, Matt Ladd is solid, and uh, don't uh, don't take anything away from Trent Berman. He's been there. Uh, well, Burnham. I'm sorry. Burnham, He's been there. Burnham. Well, listen. Here's once again, uh, one net, right? And 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 coach pretty much gave us the you know the the, the idea. Well, here, that, go ahead. That especially in the beginning, he's going to rotate the guys, um, and and I would be shocked. Um, if that didn't happen for, you know, maybe a dozen games or so, or maybe even a little bit more as they kind of try to get their feet under them. So, well, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, because he already said he knows they're going to take their lumps. So right. why not, why not see what you got back there? Right. Unless you get somebody that, that just, you know, stands on his head and kind of grabs the reins and runs with them. That's when I right. think that rotation might, uh, <clears throat> might slow down a little bit, but um, he's got a good core of, you know, I, I'm a bit worried if I can use that term about his defensive core, just because of the inexperience. Yes. I counted four or five freshmen. Right. Uh, well, I mean, I asked him, right. I asked yeah. the coach about that because. Um, well, I know, it's... Yeah. And I agree what he said. Uh, he basically told you that he couldn't find anybody better that, well, he, that he was going to get. So why not build? And well, I people... get that. I get that. Sure. People also have to remember he was a defenseman. Yeah. He's pretty, pretty darn good. Defenseman, pretty darn good defenseman. Um, <clears throat> so it's not the, 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 
the fact that he was very particular with his defenseman didn't surprise me at all. No, but I'm just so. saying, you know, he, he said it himself. He said, if you're playing on a, a roster, but you're only getting six or seven minutes a game, that's not experience. So no. he'll have some guys that got a lot of experience in the right. NHL, but you know, uh, let's just put them up against Minnesota right away. You're going to get Logan Cooley. You're going to get uh, Matthew Nice coming at you full that's speed. It? right off the get-go, you're going to have to learn quickly. And oh. I think Coach Powers will tell you that same thing. His guys had to learn quickly that first year or two as well. Yeah, well, there, there is definitely going to be a steep learning curve. There is no doubt. Um, and I, I, I obviously, uh, when if you watch those first few games, there's going to be, because there just almost has to be just by nature, Guys are going to – goals are going to be given up in the, in the defensive end just because of the lack of experience of playing together and the lack of experience in, at that level. It's just going to happen. There's just – there's no way to avoid it. Um, well, let, let me rephrase that. Not necessarily goals, but scoring opportunities because building that communication and that trust takes time. Yep, really does. And you're going to have to have some goaltending that is stellar um, if you're going to keep things close and give yourself an opportunity to win some of these games. But yep. um, by playing the roster or the schedule that they're playing, um, and let me just throw out a couple of quick points. You, you're starting at Minnesota, then you're going to Michigan, and you're it. coming home for Air Force, and then you're going American International. By the time you get down to, and I'm not taking anything away from these schools, but no. Uh, the end of January, when you travel to LIU and you get Stonehill at home, <clears throat> and then you have to go to Arizona State and you have uh, the uh, U.S. development team, but then you get Fairbanks and you get Anchorage. By the time you get down to that last uh, It'll be a January team. 20th to March, middle of March, you're going to be quite a bit better, and you're sure. going to have gained a lot of experience from playing the likes of North Dakota, Minnesota, and Michigan. Right. Uh, earlier on. Right. I don't think there's any question about that. That that's... So, so if the wins are going to come, Paul, they're going to come in the second half of the season. Well, forget about, like the coach said, obviously people will look at wins and losses. But uh, if, you're, if you're looking at the same team on October 1st, that, I mean, if you're looking at the same team basically on, on, on March 11th, that you were looking at on October 1st, that will be a bad sign. But I don't expect that to happen. Um, you know. No, trust me, a Rick Zombo team is going to yes. get better as they go. He's no, a lot obviously. Like, he's a lot um, like Frank Saratori in that, in that aspect. But right. And then, like I said, the schedule sets up better for him to get teams that are closer to where he's at. Right. Uh, when you talk in, uh, LIU, Stonehill, um, the two Alaskas, you know, not take anything away from them, but just to no. say that, um, but they're, you know, but, but they're not North Dakota, they're not Minnesota, they're no. not Michigan. But Anchorage is, is, is basically a first year team, and Fairbanks, you know, coming off the, the, the pandemic and, and so forth and so on, they have a lot of transitioning players from last year. So, um, not like you said, not to take anything away from anybody, but you know, that that's kind of where the ride is, right? I mean, we have Lindenwood, Anchorage, and Fairbanks. 
uh, as kind of uh, beginning the journey. Uh, we have uh, Air Force and, and, and CC and ASU kind of in that middle, so to speak. And and then you have Denver, which is on a whole nother level. And, you know, <laughs> let, let, well, they, they're not the defending – they are the defending champions. So what are you going to do? Yep. Exactly. You can't put them at the same level as everybody else. That's just being dishonest. Absolutely. Okay, take it away, my friend, before we run out of time. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network, brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, as well as the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, Whatever your hockey needs are, see the Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Or the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV. Catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Koreans and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DrurryHotels.com. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice, strengthening your faith at our state of the art campus. See us at liberty.edu. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time Hockey. Dot west.com podcasts are live on the podbean app and available for download wherever you get your podcasts from whether it's the itunes store google play store podbean spotify stitcher ask alexa to turn on your ithsw podcast behind the masks college hockey west live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the ice time hockey west.com network all right a big thank you to the head coach from the lindenwood lions the newest ncaa program uh in our area at least um, as they uh, move forward, we thank Rick Zombo for joining us tonight. A very happy and uh, special Labor Day tomorrow for people that are uh, have the day off and uh, have the opportunity to take a little time and reflect. Um, we will uh, be back tomorrow night with uh, analytics and eyeballs. And Tuesday night, of course, we're back with College Hockey West Live. And Wednesday night, back with the Great West College Hockey Podcast. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. De Niro, good night, everybody. Good night.